Hi, welcome to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host and owner of the blog cabin. You know, being pregnant is hard enough, but can you imagine being pregnant during the pandemic? Today, I'm joined by soon-to-be first-time mom, Brooke Schink, as we discuss what it's like being pregnant during a global pandemic. I hope you enjoy it, and remember, start listening. Welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin, and I hope you guys are having a great Monday. Today, we're doing a little bit different because this is a nighttime one, but that's because Brooke works during the day, so she totally agreed, and she was nice enough to come on with me tonight. And Brooke, we're going to be talking about all things being pregnant during a pandemic, but Brooke, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, Sure. So just a quick background. I grew up as a military brat and I graduated from high school at Charles B. Acock High School in Pikeville, North Carolina. Uh, I went to Meredith College and I graduated from there in 2016. I double majored in business and English, took a year off, and then I went back to school. I got my master's in business from UMO while I was in North Carolina. Just this past year, uh, 2019 was nuts. I got engaged in January. Uh, we moved, started new jobs here in Florida, and we got married in October. And uh, then we found out we were pregnant on Valentine's Day. So it was very quick. Everything's just been back to back. Um, but it's been great. My husband's name is Ian, and he's he's been my rock through everything. So it's been good. It's It's been a whirlwind, but it's been good. So that leads us to here. Yep. Here we are. Um, the reason why I had Brooke come on is Brooke was talking about on her Facebook page one day, on her Facebook personal page, I should say, about a status about just basically not being able to do normal things that you would think of that your husband could come to the doctor's office with you to, during your daughter's appointments and what you normally do with a pregnant with a regular pregnancy. So what's it like being pregnant during a pandemic? Sure. So I don't, I, this is my first pregnancy, so I don't have anything to really compare it to. I am the oldest of four kids and the youngest is 11. So I do remember my mom being pregnant. So I just kind of had all these expectations in my head of how things would go. And when we found out in February, we didn't think this COVID thing would blow up as much as it did. And so right off the bat, I was getting really excited about going to every appointment with my husband and, um, I don't know. We kind of just expected what we knew was normal. And so it's been weird adjusting to the new norm, I guess you can say. Um, but I don't know. It's like some people, they just have different expectations for how things are going to go. And my expectation was that he was going to be a lot more involved than he has been. And that's definitely not anything on his end. It's just the, the circumstances behind everything. 
So what restrictions are there in place for you right now? Sure. So all of my OB appointments, nobody but the patient is allowed inside the um, like the clinic at all. Um, they even say that if you even if you have kids, they'd rather you not bring them inside. Um, so that's been really weird. Obviously, the mask, that's been a restriction in general. Um, all of my appointments, I go to several different doctors because I also have an issue with my immune system. And so they're trying to work together, but that's making it even more harder for them because um, communication has been harder. My rheumatologist, for example, um, she only talks to me on video chat. She will not meet me in person right now. Um, so it's just been, I don't know, you, like, you feel like you're not getting the one-on-one -on -one attention mm -hmm. and time that you really deserve. And as a first-time pregnant person, like, I'm a little extra cautious and paranoid, and you kind of wish that you had that. But at the same time, it makes you have more faith than ever. So I'm just going to have to roll with it. Now, have they put any restrictions on you about whether or not you had to work at home or could you go out in public or, you know, cause I know a lot of places like here in North Carolina, I know two or three other women that are pregnant and they're not even allowed basically out of their house unless they're really in a yeah. wide open space. So it's been hard because I already have the immune system issues. So they've already encouraged me not to go out in public and then um, the pregnancy on top of that. Um, however, I work in a roofing supply business and construction never stops even for a pandemic. So mm -hmm. I have been going to work as normal. Um, work has definitely put a lot of precautions up where we are behind plexiglass. We wear masks when we deal with the customers. Um, a lot of hand sanitizer all day long. My hands are dry 24 seven. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, we're just doing what we can, but for the most part, it's just allowed us to be a little bit more antisocial than normal. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's like you're encouraged not to go in public very much, but it's hard when that's your actual job. Like you have to. So, so are, yeah. let's talk about your fears now. What kind of fears do you have? I know you on top. You know you have pregnancy fears, but then on top of being pregnant during a pandemic, what? Yeah. I, honestly, the hardest part is just the unknown behind everything. Um, you never know. There's so many rumors and scientific facts and people analyzing data and they're saying so many different types of things. So no one really knows what's going on. And I think that's the hardest part. Um, I am like I'll admit I, I am a slight control freak. I like to have control over my situations and I like knowing what to expect. And this year has been the polar opposite of that because there's no way you can know. Um, so that's been hard. Hearing the horror stories, I guess you can say, has been the hardest part so far. Um, and then, like, I keep hearing, keep hearing about these pregnant ladies. They've been told by their doctors that they might have to deliver by themselves or they might only be able to be with their husband and no one else in the room. And so there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it's like you have these expectations. So you're trying to get yourself ready for them when they happen. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of nice. I kind of wish that, like the option was still there that if I wanted my mother in the room, I could invite her, but I don't even know if that's an option right now. So that's probably the hardest part is just not knowing what's going on. No one really knows. So now will your husband be able to be in the room with you when you deliver? As of right now, um, they're saying that he can, but there um, it's definitely limited. They have said that if things get worse, we might have to wear masks the whole time, which is really hard to, picture because you're already breathing hard and you're already in pain so I don't know how that's going to work out um but we'll roll with it when it happens I guess but I'll just be happy if he can be in the room with me like I'll take what I can get at that point but um yeah they've been really strict about 
a lot of that stuff. So, so how how involved has he been able to be though? Because you know, the pregnancy, since your first time, you know, dads mm -hmm. want to go places with the moms and things. So, how has he been able to at least be involved a little bit? Yeah. Um, well, the first trimester was the absolute worst time of my whole life. I was so sick and miserable. Even my mental health was horrible. Um, so he was just he, he made himself present. Like he made sure he was always around. He always had toast when I needed something to consume. He made sure I at least ate every day. So it was that um, when it came to like making our registries, we decided not to go through Target or Walmart or like do the scanner thing, which we were kind of looking forward to. We just decided just to stick to an Amazon wish list because that's what was easiest. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just like he's been super involved where he can be, but it's been really hard because he is very, very limited in that. But, oh, we also have a home Doppler, though, so that's been kind of cool. My sister-in-law sent us this Doppler machine so we can listen to the heartbeat at home. Well, and cool. so he, he gets really excited about it, which is really cute. I, I appreciate that. Now, have you had your ultrasound yet? Hmm? Has he been able to be there for the ultrasound or? Yeah. Um, so the, the clinics are really weird down here in Florida. Um, for our 20 week ultrasound, we actually were sent to a radiologist. Uh, we didn't we couldn't do it at the OB appointment. And because it was at a different clinic, he was actually allowed in that one. Um, but they also had the rule that you can only bring one person. So I was like, that's cool. I only have one person down here anyway. So it was really neat. Like even you can tell even he was getting kind of emotional, just like looking at the pictures and stuff. And I almost felt like, yeah, like it, it made me emotional, but I was almost used to it also at this point. And that kind of just proved that like he wasn't as involved as he wanted to be. And it, that was really hard to deal with, but it was really cool. The 20 week appointment was a lot of fun. Um, getting to like measure the heart and stuff like that. It was really cool. So how had, how do you feel cheated being pregnant during the pandemic? I don't know. It's just like, you don't, you don't get the experiences that you were honestly kind of hoping for. Um, and honestly, like the motherhood community is so diverse. It's, it's crazy. Like I've gotten polar opposite feedback. I've gotten some really encouraging mothers that have reached out to me like they even said I don't understand what you're going through but I support you I, I sympathize with the situation and then you have the polar opposite that's like we've dealt with worse I've dealt with a deployment while being pregnant like basically saying suck it up buttercup like mm -hmm. so it's just that's been really interesting just because I've never been part of the motherhood community and now I'm like oh okay like you got it you got to choose your flock very well because they can either make or break you yeah, that is true. Now, how has it made you appreciate the special moments, though? Even oh, more? for sure. Oh, yeah. I love every little moment that I can get, especially when Ian's allowed to be involved with it. Um, we, we make an effort to use the home Doppler device at least once or twice a week when we can. So it's been kind of cool. And then, like, we're slowly starting to nest here in our apartment. We're getting baby stuff in. So anytime that I'm able to, like, include him, I try as hard as I can because... I don't want him to feel, like, honestly, yes, I feel a tiny bit cheated, I guess you can say, but I feel like he got the worst end of that. Mm -hmm. So I just, I try to keep him as, as involved as possible. Now, what would you say the one thing that you were most looking forward to besides holding that little baby in your arms? <laughs> um, probably just having him around um, for all the appointments, kind of like to watch the baby grow with me. Um, another thing that, 
I kind of wish was an option was like if my family came down, if my mom came down, that she would be able to go to the OB appointment with me. That'd be really cool. But it's kind of you kind of have to like train your mind not to think like that because it's not going to change anything right now. So. So I know your mom's here in North Carolina. So is she going to be able to come down when you are? Do you think they're going to close borders like they closed at one time? You know, that whole is up in a. I am choosing right that they're going to do that again. Um, I know she will do everything she can to be here. And I don't doubt that for a second. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like people keep saying that it's going to get worse in the winter and we're doing October. So hopefully, even if that's true, we won't be part of that. But um, no, I definitely, I honestly anticipate mom coming down. She's able to. But yeah, that's I just yeah, that's just who my mother is. So if she's able to come, I know she'll come. I think even she's got to get the kayaks. She'll do the it. <laughs> kayak down yeah, there. By water if she has to, I'm sure. Now, how has that restricted your traveling, though? Um, we've we've decided not to let it affect us too much. Um, I mean, it's, we're almost in July now, so we're about seven months into the year. And after a while, we were just kind of like, we're not going to live in fear anymore. We're not going to do this. We're still taking precautions. We're not going out in public. We're not going to Disney or anything crazy. But um, over Memorial Day weekend, we were both feeling homesick. And so we decided just to drive home for the weekend. We basically just stuck with our two main families. And that was it. But um, for the most part, it hasn't really affected us too, too much, of course. Uh, I think I'm still planning on flying for my sister's wedding soon. And it's just... I know that's going to be weird. I heard that like face masks are mandatory. The middle seat's not an option right now. And that'll be interesting when that happens. But for the most part, we're just trying to be smart about it. Very selective with our travel arrangements. But we're also choosing not to live in fear at the same time. Yeah, I know when Maddie and Michaela flew back out to California, their flight was actually booked. The middle seat was an option. And they, it was booked from from the front of the plane to the back of the plane, there was not an empty seat. And so I really, I worried about them, but I even worry more about you because you've got a little baby you're carrying. And, and when you're pregnant, yeah. your immune system's down anyways. And then you have that other um, issue involved. So yes, your immune system goes down even more on that. So I really worried about you. Yeah, stuck up on the vitamin C, you know, um, a lot of hand sanitizer, try not to talk to people at least like right next to each other. It's just, you got to learn how to adjust. But I mean, seven months into the, into COVID, you kind of have to yeah. make adjustments to your life. Now, do you think the airplane, the, um, the airlines will make a certain um, recommendation for you, maybe give you some accommodations because you are pregnant and you're traveling? Maybe. I'm not really sure, honestly, but I mean, they might. Um, I know that the, the planes that we were looking into, they are very strict about the middle seat rule right now. So I feel like that'll help, especially like if I end up with the window seat or something, at least I'm not getting people passing by me 24, you know, like the whole time or whatever. So like if we have an option, we'll probably try to do something like that. But other than that, I don't really know what else they can truly do for you. Like they're cleaning the planes as, as much as they can between flight. And I mean, they're, you can only tell people not to board if they're not sick so much. So hopefully mm -hmm. people are listening. So tell me what you're looking forward to being a first time mom though. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to? Cause I know Honestly, you haven't found out the sex, right? 
No, we are waiting to find out. So that's one of the biggest things. I'm just, it hurts not knowing, but it's going to be really exciting to find out. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's like everything, like everything just kind of swarms in your head. Like um, the first, doing like the first with it, you know, and then I, I really want to read to my kids every night, like really basic things like that. I'm starting at a super young age. And I look forward to traveling with, with, you know, a little one and like seeing family and making family, new family traditions. Mm -hmm. I know my mom's really pushing for us to meet up like everybody, including my brother up in Illinois. Um, well, actually Missouri now he lives in St. Louis now, but, um, yeah, she keeps pushing for us to meet up at a mountain cottage after, after Thanksgiving this year. So hopefully we'll be able to do that. Get all the grandkids together. So I'm like, that'd be so cool if we were able to, really work that out if COVID doesn't ruin those those plans too <laughs> but I don't know it's just kind of like you you look forward to like what life will look like but who knows how long COVID's gonna have a play in that that's true and you had a really unique announcement for when you announced you were pregnant on Instagram it was very unique oh thanks yeah we um we were both really into friends the show and our our wedding shower is actually friends themed so we were kind of like, let's just let's just carry that on a little bit. And so I already had like a little lobster that my mom got us for our wedding shower. And we also had the yellow frame. And so we got a onesie that said the one where everybody finds out or something like that. Yeah. And it's just really cute. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, because anybody that follows friends, they know most of the episodes are the one where and then whatever mm -hmm. else happens on it. That's the title of all the episodes. Yeah. Now, is there one thing that you're kind of scared of about being pregnant right now, just in, in general? You know, what things that you're kind of scared? I know we were talking before we we came on about labor and not and wondering what that was going to be like. And Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like just the unknown of being a first time mother, I guess. Um, labor in general, I think that's just a terrifying topic, no matter which pregnancy you're on. Uh, you, you never know. I've already talked to my doctors about inducing me earlier than my due date just because big baby is running my family and I'd mm -hmm. rather not push my luck if I don't have to. Um, and that way my doctor is able to actually schedule to be there. And COVID has actually played a factor in that also because they're like, well, you know, we might actually be elsewhere or we might be restricted for some reason. So if we're able to schedule a delivery we will kind of thing and i honestly appreciate that because that gives me just a tiny bit of control over the situation but with my luck the kid will just come earlier than that so <laughs> you know you just gotta you just gotta roll with it but yeah um but obviously labor yeah that kind of terrifies me a tiny bit but try not to focus on it right now just because women have been doing it for hundreds of years mm -hmm. i'm sure i'm sure i can handle it but definitely will the medicine I know we were talking earlier about things that you were had the aversion to as far as food wise. Cause I was telling you about chicken. I couldn't eat chicken during my whole three pregnancies. I could not eat chicken at all. So tell me yours again. Boiling hot dogs. The smell of boiling hot dogs is the worst smell ever. And I felt so bad because the first trimester Ian had to fend for himself with food. And so he was trying to stick to easy foods to make. And so he made like a lot of chicken nuggets and hot dogs and stuff. And I was just like screaming at him from the back from the bedroom saying like, please don't make that anymore. Oh, he hated that. But um, hot dogs is the worst smell. Like just the smell of it cooking. I don't mind eating it, but the smell of it cooking is the worst thing ever. 
Uh, I've never liked seafood, so obviously smelling seafood right now is a huge turnoff. But that's really it. Um, I, don't, I don't feel nauseous anymore. I just get a really bad heartburn, which is ironic since I'm, like, craving spicy food. So I'm trying really hard not to eat as much spicy food, even though I want to because the heartburn is just nuts. But, um, no, my biggest, my biggest craving is definitely the banana popsicles, and I'll, I'll eat those all day, any day. I don't, I don't mind. So, yeah. hot dogs. Just stay away from hot dogs. You know, there's an old wife's tale saying that if you're got, you have really bad heartburn during pregnancy, your baby's going to come out with a head full of hair. And I believe that because Ian's got a lot of hair. I had a lot of hair. So I don't doubt that. <laughs> so what does it mean being away from family during this time? Because it's just you and him down there right now, right? Yeah, it's made us depend on each other a lot more. Um there's pros and cons to that, of course, just because like we are first time parents. So sometimes I really wish mom was closer. Um, even at like, I would say even to go to the appointments, but she can't <laughs> do that anyway, mm -hmm. but you're always a phone call away no matter what. And it's kind of cool just because like anytime I update that my parents, I can update his parents too, just through pictures and stuff. And um, that's something I've kind of learned from my sister-in-law whenever she started having kids with my brother is we live so far away that she actually has to only update us basically through Facebook Messenger and stuff. She's constantly sending us videos and pictures. And so I've just kind of adopt, like adapted to that. And I was just like, all right, like I'm going to do that too. And I want my family to be as involved as possible, even if there's a distance between us. Now, I know you used to act when you were younger. Do you think you're going to push the acting bug onto your kids? Or do you think you're just going to let them choose their own way? I think I'll try to let them choose their own way, but... I will definitely encourage the arts if they show an interest in it. Um, I feel like it made me grow as a person. Tremendously. So whether they want to go into acting or they want to go into singing or an instrument, then it's all good for them. I think it's really important to be involved with the arts, but at the same time, I was never big into being an athlete, being an athlete, but Ian was, he did um, baseball and swimming and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I will support whatever they decide to go into, but I might encourage acting just a little bit more, but it's okay. So do you have any extra concerns that you think that's different from any other pregnant woman during this time? Or do you think, you know, obviously with your other health issues, that's definitely a concern, but. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. You know, I think a lot of the issues is like, you're still going to have it no matter when or who's, pregnant it's like the the unknown behind everything and no matter when you're pregnant like there's going to be some factors going on in the world mm -hmm. um i was lucky enough like obviously i was only a kid when 9 11 happened so i like i wasn't pregnant during that time but i'm sure that was tough for mothers too you know and so it's just kind of like you kind of have to just learn just to roll with the punches and just kind of make the best of things um just kind of keep the faith but i don't think i have it any worse than other mothers do so it's just like, I just think it's really important for mothers, whether they understand or not, to really try to support each other. You know, like, I think being a mother is hard enough as it is. And I'm not even like truly a mother yet. You know, I'm only just, I'm just an incubator right now. But um, yeah, I think it's just really important for the support system to be there because it's hard. Like, I just from like observing and reading articles and trying to prepare myself, I'm like, this is going to be the biggest rule of a lifetime for sure. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. a cursing and a blessing. It's a curse and a blessing <laughs> at the same time. I mean, it's a curse because you really want to, when your child's hurting or when they're sick, you want to do everything you can 
to make sure that they're okay and to fix things for them and you can't but it's such a blessing when they start walking and they start talking mm -hmm. and their first okay. word and so yeah definitely it's a blessing and a curse so tell us what your dreams are for the future and eating after this one you, you think this one and done or do you think or you don't um, know right now if you, if you would have asked me during the first trimester i would have said no more absolutely never doing this again um now that things have gotten better during the second trimester I'm open to the idea of having another one. Um, our goal all along was only to have two kids. So it would be ideal if we could have a girl and a boy or a boy and a girl. But if God has in our plans to end up with two girls or two boys, then we will accept what we get. Um, I'm not going to push my luck with a third one. I just, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I have a thing for even numbers. I know it's like the weirdest thing ever, but like with me, I was thinking back in my head, how are we going to be at Disney World? Like, are they going to have a ride buddy? They need a ride buddy. And so we have three kids. I'm going to want four kids. And I don't want four kids. I, <laughs> I am the oldest of four. That's a house full. I love my siblings to death, but it's a house full. So two kids, max. That's my goal. Or two, two pregnancies, max. If I say two kids, my second pregnancy will end up being twins. Just wait for it. So two pregnancies, max for me. I'm, I'm done after that. But um, no, I'm definitely looking forward to like just future adventures, um, going on travel, going to Disney. I love Disney. And I think it'll be so much fun going with a baby or a toddler or a young kid. Yeah. Um, and I really look forward to seeing my siblings with my kid, too. That I think will be really cool, too, because I've seen I've seen my brother as an, as a father. But I think he'd be a really cool uncle also. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then my sister, she loves babies and. My youngest brother, he's got a soft spot for the little ones, too. So it's been kind of cool. Yeah. Now, let's talk about you that wanting to be surprised, not <laughs> knowing what you have. Because normally, that's not a normal thing in this day and age. Um. All right. So it wasn't my idea, for starters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but Ian told me before we even dated that he really wanted to wait to find out the gender of his future kid, basically. And at the time I brushed it off. I was like, sure, whatever. Like we were just friends at the time. And then when it happened, I realized, oh yeah, like you did say that, didn't you? Um, and the idea had kind of grew, grew on me anyway over the years, just cause I kind of knew it in the back of my head. And it's been hard. Like there's been a few conversations where like, are you sure? Don't like, maybe, maybe I should find out and just not tell you. And I know how horrible of a secret, like I can't, I can't keep secrets, especially around <laughs> him. And uh, I don't want to like ruin the experience for him too. So I didn't want to buy a pink blanket and then like throw it, you know, like kind of ruin the surprise that way. So yes, we have decided that we will make it a surprise this time around, but for the second one, probably not. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> it's been fun while it's lasted, but it's also made things kind of harder also just because sticking to gender neutral colors and themes, and now we have to fall in love with two different names. So that's just, it's okay. Like we're working it out, but I don't, I don't think I want to do this again. <laughs> no. So two, so a gender neutral theme. What's your gender gender neutral theme for the um, nursery then? We've decided to stick to like a space theme, so stars and clouds. Um, I think it's going to have like a low key Star Wars theme to it though, just because why not? So there might be a random Death Star mixed into the mix, but we'll roll with it. But it's mainly space. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I like we'll just roll with it. <laughs> roll with it, you know. But there's some really cute um, 
Star Wars nursery things, though. Like, there's actually some sheets on my registry that are Star Wars themed. I'm like, it's so cute. So, we're nerds, especially him. So, if it makes him extra excited, why not? You know. So, what actually took you from Goldsboro to Florida? We needed a change. Um, I actually love Goldsboro. I don't have any issues with Goldsboro whatsoever. But at the same time, we just we we didn't feel like we were growing in our careers there, and so we decided we needed a fresh start somewhere else. And it was kind of like someone mentioned Vero Beach, Florida, and Ian got his heart set on it, and I was like, sure, why not? Let's do it. So, um, yeah, we are in Vero Beach now. and I don't know how long we're going to be here or if this is going to be our permanent location for the rest of our lives. I kind of hope not. It's too hot down here. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but that's another thing, too. He did tell me from the very start when we were friends that he's always wanted to live in Florida at some point in his life. So when we were kind of up in the air about where we were going to move, my mindset was let's just do it now before we have too many commitments. Mm -hmm. And it, it's been working out. It's been it's a culture, cultural difference down here. That's for sure. Uh, it's a lot different. Everything's different. The people, the food, everything, but it's kind of cool at the same time and it's hot year round. So we go to the pool all the time. Now, why Vero Beach? Did you just pick a thing in the map or did you just? Uh, Ian had a friend that had family in this area. And so he talked it up enough and we were like, why not? The company I worked for is all over the country. So, I mean, it didn't take too long, honestly, for me to find a job down here with the same company, just a different position. And uh, he also works for he's he works at the reserves right now as a crew chief. And so his current job here in Vera Beach is he works for their um, for Piper. It's like a private aircraft company down here. Mm -hmm. So he's also like a mechanic for their aircraft. So it just kind of just worked itself out. It just kind of fell in our laps. And we were like, you know, we're young. If we're going to do something like this, now's the time. So it's the only reason we're down here. <laughs> so, yeah. So is there anything else you want to share with anybody as far as um, pregnancy during COVID? No, um, other than just a reminder, just be kind to everybody. Like we're all dealing with our own battles with COVID. Um, whether it's a person walking by you that's pregnant, she's just not showing yet, or someone's actually sick or, you know, like, or they're dealing with a family member that's sick. Like you never know what other people are dealing with. So it's just kind of like, just try to have extra grace right now during these times, because I feel like the world could really use it with everything going on. Like it's bad enough that COVID's going on, but then like the other issues that media is showing a lot lately, um, mm -hmm. I think we need to come together more than ever. Probably not, you know, gotta still keep that six feet apart, but still come together sure. more than ever. Um, but yeah, I think just, just try to show as much grace as possible. Well, thank you, Brooke, so much for joining us. I mean, I really wanted to, I wanted to know what it was like to being pregnant during COVID because I can't even imagine. I know pregnancy is hard enough as it is. And then being far away from your parents and then having all these other restrictions. It's, and you just, you're taking it like a champ. Thanks. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's been fun. All right, guys. See you guys. Thank you, Brooke, again. Bye. No problem. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin. I really enjoyed talking with Brooke. I know her through my oldest daughter, Maddie. Her brother and Maddie went to school together. 
if but I know if anyone can handle being pregnant during a global pandemic, I know she can because she is just such a positive person. I also want to remind you not to take anything for granted. Things that we normally would be able to do without the pandemic, like going to the doctor's office with your loved ones, you can't during the pandemic. So please take precautions. Now it's my turn to ask for help. I'm playing a special episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin where the tables are kind of turned and I have to answer questions. So I really need you to send me your questions. So if there's anything you would like to know about me, you can either send them to my email, which is adventuresfrugalmom at gmail.com, or you can drop by my Facebook page, Adventures of Frugal Mom, or you can go by Instagram and leave me a message on Instagram. I have two now. It's at Frugal Mom, which is the main Instagram account, and then Chats from the Blog Cabin has its own Instagram account now, and it's at Chats from the Blog Cabin. I hope you really enjoyed listening to these chats, and if there are any topics you would like me to cover, please let me know. And I also want to give a big shout out to our sponsor for this show this time, um, Odin Farming Company out of Goldsboro, North Carolina, provided the flowers for the set um, for the Facebook Live and the YouTube video. And they are a really great family-run agritourism farm located just, like I said, outside of Goldsboro, North Carolina. They are very family-oriented. They don't care what color you are, what um, religion you are, who you voted for, or, or what your sexual orientation is. They accept everyone, so it's a great place to go to have some fun. And you can also social distance out there. And remember, I have turned these chats in the blog cabin into not only this podcast, but also, like I said, Facebook Live. And I've also put the interviews up on YouTube. So if you want to see the face behind the voices, check those out. I really want to thank you for being part of the Chats on the Blog Cabin uh, podcast and family. And remember, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating or review wherever you're listening to this from. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed. And let's remember, keep chatting.